1: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this
2: is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm sending the lady, so what? Welcome along, it is Tuesday, we haven't done one of these for a few days because it was bank all the weekend, and you know what, <laughs> we're as entitled to a bit of time off as anyone else in the middle did of you, this, the midst of this, did, this this really oppressive pandemic that we're going through.
1: Did you enjoy your bank holiday Easter weekend, mate?
2: I did. I didn't really do much. It felt weird because, I mean, we've been doing loads of these, haven't we? And uh, I've been doing more mints than usual, so I felt like I've been doing lots of work. You can over pod, you know.
1: mate. I had that um, yeah. the other week, uh, week before last. I think I told you about it. I, I had a pod related meltdown.
2: Yeah.
0: I
1: mean, doing this sort of stuff should be, as we've talked before, this is like we're on easy street, right? Mm. We're just having fun, talking Switch shit, it on, talk easy shit for peasy. An hour. Yeah, but but don't don't get too relaxed because you can drive yourself mad. I did something like four podcasts in a day. I think i have done a couple of you, mm. and then I did I, I was a guest on someone else's on that Disney one that we talked about. For and then I was recording this this sort of like trying to do this sort of film one with my cousin,
0: right. and we were just
1: testing it out. But anyway, I won't go into technicalities. But so, yeah, it's too much potting. But if I say the last one right for reasons got um lost so we'd recorded like 50 minutes and it got lost (sighs) and i became and i've you know i've i've seen you go through similar things before mate so we both have to be mindful of how podding can sometimes break a man's spirit consume it i left the house i was so angry that i knew that there was a risk i might take it out on my family not physically no. right <laughs> but more <laughs> sort of like you know I've got I've got in a really bad mood it was no one's it was literally no one's fault right but nevertheless I was in a bad mood I thought I don't want to be grumpy so I went out and I I need I wanted to drop some flour around my mum's anyway mm. so I drove round to my mum's I dropped the flour off my daughter came with me I think she could see I think, you know when Lineker in Italia 90, when Gaza starts tearing up and Lineker turns to the Robson. and he gives the eyes, he goes, you want to have a word with him, you want to have a word with him, classic bit, right, that's more or less what my daughter was doing to my wife, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) she sort of clocked me coming out of the room and she was a bit like, you want to have a word with him, he's going to go, he's going to go here, he's He's lost the 15 minute podcast record, right, yeah, so I went round my mum's, dropped the flower off, and, and my daughter sort of trying to calm me down the way, but I I'm still seething about that, I can't believe it, 50 minutes all down the drain. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, you know, don't worry, try to just see it for what it is, just a load of old shit you spoke, and it doesn't matter, she didn't say that, but
2: that,
1: that was probably the subtext of what she was saying, and it would have been perfectly true.
2: A load of old um, childish shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, that you could easily recreate. And even if you didn't, it doesn't matter because it's all disposable nonsense. Probably up, rubbish anyway, yeah. Right? I skidded on the way back. I literally skidded into the... Um, there's a Sainsbury's local on the way back from my mum's that has, like, a bay that mm. it's completely forbidden for anyone to park in because it's just for the trucks, right? Got a big but yellow
2: diagonal lines good, in, us. it?
1: The good thing at the moment is like fuck it none none of those ro- rules apply right there's no
2: rules anymore, all right
1: <laughs> no fucking rules mate i've seen it i thought i'm getting in that because i was yeah. freaking out and i pulled over and i went to i went to my daughter wait here and she was like Whoa. and i jumped out of the car and about 5 minutes later i went i went into Sainsbury's local without my mask on i came out 5 minutes later with two carrier bags filled to the brim With chocolate and crisps.
2: Oh, there you are.
1: And when I got into the car, I couldn't wait any longer. (laughs) And I opened a a huge bag, massive, like sharing bag of Poppadoms, like mini (laughs) Poppadoms, crisp sized (laughs) Poppadoms. Start
2: with the savory, then move on to the sweet.
1: Good. Lime and coriander. And I was literally shoveling them by the pore load. Into my mouth.
2: While still parked in the illegal zone.
1: Yeah. Wow. I was like a hungry bear, mate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that, if anyone listens to this and thinks that, like you just said, what we do is easy. It is not. There's a considerable emotional strain on us and sometimes mm. it goes wrong and sometimes it gets too much
1: well when the recording went bad last week when my when when I we still don't know what happened but when it came through and I sounded like a robot in an echo chamber
2: you did we lost two episodes you were like I room.
1: got one text from you where I just realised alright I've got to leave him 24 hours <gasps> like we were having a, a, an ongoing exchange and then at one point you just wrote simply something like I'm fucking I'm fucking fucked off and I was just like right the lad needs 24 hours here without any Delaney contact whatsoever did you give did
2: you give the eyes to result spot
1: it was a little bit of the eyes it was a bit like hey have a word with him right because I was thinking Andy right now is in the same state I was in when I had to just go into that Sainsbury's Local and fill two carrier bags up. Yeah. You know, I obviously I have an um, addictive personality, et etc. et cetera. And in the old days, that would have been mm. totally the situation where I would have gone into a gone into that same Spiraled, Sainsbury's Local it. and just yeah. like got loads of booze and then probably called up a dealer. And so <laughs> now uh, I would have done because I would have just like, you uh, get into a heightened state of anxiety yeah. and look for something to fix it. And, and so the fact that I still do that with, like, in, in on this occasion, chocolate crisps, not that I do it mm. regularly, but I did on that occasion, means that although it's probably all things considered a better than doing it with drinking drugs, definitely. It by, it by no means is, well, it, it basically means I've still got a lot of work to do, mate.
2: It's good that you can identify it, though, and see for what it is. You know, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can, yeah, in past, I wouldn't it.
1: have done. Because what that is, is me trying to fix myself yeah. with outside things. Yeah. But that can't actually be done.
2: The problem's internal, to isn't it? You just look
1: inside and exactly. think, mate, why are you raging so much over 50 minutes of bullshit that you spoke <laughs> and is now lost forever? In <laughs> fact, see that as a good thing. Why not a good thing?
2: I always think self-awareness is the greatest trait anyone can possess. Mm, mm. If you can be self-aware and realise when you're a cunt. Yeah, I mean... And do I, something about it. I mean, you'd I, have to do something about it, but I, just be aware of it and... I you know, do practice
1: that as much as possible. It doesn't stop you sometimes reacting in a way no, you doesn't. would like not True. to. But, you're but it does at least it. make you... Like, mm. for instance, it'll mm. make you apologise and reflect, learn and grow. Yeah. So next time I lose a recording, I will try not to buy loads of mini poppadoms and a jumbo... Cadbury's bar that had inside of it i mean it was like a dairy milk but the large sort but inside it had all sorts of different it had like bits of marshmallow Mm -hmm. it had what appeared to be mini m&ms but that can't be right because that's a different brand
0: yeah i don't know
1: what it was called it's sort of like a dream now because i'd gone into such a mad fury that i was almost like tripping out
2: yeah And it was in that
1: state that I consumed this jumbo bar of Cadbury milk. (laughs) And in my head, it was the most. It was like something from Willy Wonka's fucking factory.
2: And did your daughter have anything to eat at the time, or did she just sit and watch you? Yeah, that's why
1: she was torn. She was torn between. I could see she was torn between. On the one hand, one day she will write a memoir of her childhood, perhaps, and this will be a fantastic scene in it. Because she'll be like. I was torn. On the one hand, I was genuinely worried about my dad, who seemed to be on the verge of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> but on the other hand, he, he had loads of sweets and crisps, so I was really <laughs> delighted too. <laughs> I didn't know what to think.
2: <laughs> While we're talking about podcast recording qualities and all that kind of thing, do you have your headphone volume down as low as it could possibly be? <sighs> because I've been listening to a few podcasts that people are now starting to do these things remotely like we Mm. do all the time Mm. and the fucking number one nightmare is audio coming out of the headphones and into the microphone of the other person and there's that little ghost delay I can't stand it even, especially when I've it's been here, well, it's really other podcasts loud. And other don't ones. have
1: someone as studious as you doing who goes through the painstaking process of editing those bits out.
2: I probably don't have the the logistics capabilities that we've got. Exactly. I'm seeing we collectively because we're a team. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really fucking infuriating. Stop doing that, people. Keep your head. Full I love that this down. episode
1: has been mainly mm. about podcasters. This is like. The podcast podcast where podcasters yeah. get together and just—it's a forum for sharing the stresses and strains, yeah. the ups and downs, the life of a podcaster. We should do very one of those- much like in the old days. We would have been steeplejacks or mm. lumberjacks or any of the jack-style trades, tips
2: and that to other ones. Yeah, To younger lumberjacks,
1: men's work.
2: I mean, we could we could probably do one of those Guardian Masterclass things. Do they still do them where they charge you like two hundred and fifty quid? To turn I'm telling up you, mate. Listen to some fucking. We, we've bell end.
1: We've talked about this before, right? The courses out there are fucking insane. Like people are addicted to courses these days, right? And all the people running courses are not even they're they're not having to give any of this shit up during. Um, the break during mm. this uh, corona getting business because they're still doing it online and people are paying money hand over fist now on the one hand I think mm-hmm. it's a bit of a scam because oh, it's I'll snitch. see, oh, yes oh you know you see someone saying I'll, I'll teach you how to do this thing and then you'll have this fantastic career you've always dreamed of and I think mm, are you exploiting people a little bit yes. not in all cases no but not in all cases Most I think them. that sometimes not everyone thinks like I've got a mate who went on a creative writing course right faber and faber facebook mm. my publisher my last book they have something called the faber academy right and you go and they do get famous authors because they obviously have a stable of like, very good fiction authors and stuff mm. i say that because i wasn't i was at pains not to bracket myself as a great author i did a non-fiction book for them but they're fiction authors <laughs> they've got you know more booker prize winners than any other publisher they do these courses, you pay, they're quite expensive. My mate went on one, and my mate actually is a fantastic writer, in my opinion. He's a journalist, but he's never written a novel. He subsequently has never got a novel published, but he he did just really enjoy it for what it was, and it opened okay. his mind to a new thing. Well, that's thing.
2: good, I suppose.
1: So you can, you know, it's not. it might not always deliver... Anyway, look, aside from all of that, mate, the point that I really want to get to is... Whether it's exploitative or not, who cares? How can we get in on the action?
2: Yeah, how can we exploit it as quickly if as possible? You
1: want, if you are interested in a masterclass from me and Andy in literally anything, not just podcasting, in fact, probably best not steer clear of that, because that's boring um just like logistics life logistics sex, or sex tips life logistics sex tips, sex tips. too
2: many who haven't been triggered in decades <laughs> yeah
1: but that makes <laughs> us see things more cleanly and coldly <laughs> more right.
2: analytical
1: exactly i'm much more analytical than i was when i was when, I, when the hormones were still raging i couldn't think straight couldn't or see the wood for the trees could about you? Sex. Couldn't yeah. you see
2: the wood for the trees I see anything Literally. i was just looking
1: at my next target <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds really bad. That sounds terrible. Anyway, um, I will tell you what. I we're going to through...
2: stop. We're going to just stop the recording because okay. we want to check that it's working properly. So we'll just have a little okay. bit of noise or uh, the jingle or something now, and then we'll come back and talk some more. You're listening to Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney,
1: the hardest working cunts in podcasting. I am. Um... Talking yep. of uh, sex things and the golden years when, when <laughs> I was still triggerable, yeah. <laughs> I um, I've I've been in touch with my my best mate Oli in Dubai about oh, the incident right. during the ninety two Euros.
2: Yeah,
1: he brilliantly he denied nothing. He, <laughs> in fact, he just sent back about fifty laugh emojis
0: <laughs> as if to mock
1: me further. Right, really rub it in. <laughs> Which obviously I respected. Him was for this a great on the deal. same
2: day as the 50 minute podcast that disappeared?
1: Nah, no, no, that it was didn't a couple contribute of weeks to ago. That, that at all. That was that was a couple of weeks ago. Whereas <clears throat> we were talking about my Euro '92 tragedy. Yeah, um, that's quite recent though. Only last like end of last week. It was Friday's. i was episode. just worried.
2: I was just wondering whether it was all tied in on the same day. He'd, nah, like, I, I was added I'm pretty to the calm. Pressure.
1: He, he he messaged me. About something else. And I said, oh, by the way, I went over the incident, you know, from mm. the Euros with, what's her name? I think we're calling her Doris in this story, aren't we? we
2: call her Doris, we did, yeah.
1: Yeah. And he just laughed. And I said, I was so out of order, mate. And he was just like, he just didn't care. He was like, yeah, yeah, ha <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, um, he's
2: kind of got a point, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. He yes. stayed
2: friends throughout it, so, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then... um." I said to him, listen, uh, I said, Andy thinks that you and Doris should come on the podcast so we can have this out once and for all. And mm. he went, I don't think that's a good idea. And I <laughs> went, well, she, she'll be up for it. She's probably up for it. I said, yeah. so if you won't come on, I'm going to have to get the only other person who, the only other character in this play Uh, is your dad Steve Steve Jones
2: Jones from the Pyramid game (laughs) anyway
1: (laughs) because I reminded it his favourite bit when he was reminiscing about this gleefully reminiscing about when he helped cuckold me right his favourite bit which he didn't know before but he was in hysterics about was when I told him that I'd called up And said to his dad, do you know where Ollie is? He's supposed to be around here. He said, oh, he's uh, around at Doris's house. uh, Does that mean anything to you? (laughs) He loved that detail. So I said, look, I'm going to ask your dad on instead because he's the only one who is relevant to the story. And do you know what my mate Ollie said? He went, oh, yeah. He had to come and pick me up the next day. Oh! Because she lived really far away, right? She lived at the end that was it, at the end of the, 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 the bus that went all the way from, like, m- where I lived in Hammersmith in West yeah. London, right? And it went through Chiswick, which is where my mate lived, and then it went all the way pretty much out of London, right? It crossed. It, it went out to, like, you, you're on the fringes of Middlesex, right? Right. And right out of the final stop, it was one of those bus routes that took three hours, and right at the final bus stop, the bus garage, right, Yeah, That's, that was where she lived, right? <sighs> And when I first said to him, oh, yeah, we've been talking recently about little sort of phrases that keep recurring amongst your mates for decades. Mm. And when I said, texted him, said, yeah, I was re- reminiscing on my podcast about that incident at Euro 92 when you didn't show up the Denmark <laughs> game. And he knew instantly all he wrote back was 267 all the way to Full Well Garage. That's all he said. <laughs> Which was the bus you had to take and the stop you got off at for this girl's house. <laughs> that was his only that was his immediate response.
2: So he'd gone a long way. Hadn't oh he? yeah. He'd gone a but, long way.
1: Mate, we were seventeen. That's why you can't blame him. If if she'd made it clear she'd made it plain to him what was on offer, right? Mm. He's gonna get he's gonna fucking get on the bus. Mm. For, he's going to get on the two six seven to four world uh, garage, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's That's got to be very confident ultimate. about
2: what's going to happen when he gets there, though, isn't
1: he? Yeah, but I I think he was. He, I I think that he was on what's known as a promise.
2: Right. Yeah. Feels like it, doesn't it? You, you'd have to be to go that distance.
1: Actually, he did tell me the during, details during, of what as well. He gave me the details of what went down physically, which, as a gentleman, I'm not prepared to go into yeah. on this podcast, but. It wasn't as far as I had imagined, but you know he had a nice time. So
2: Well
1: I've got, you know, he's a, he's my best mate. She's a, a lovely girl. All three of us in this story are all married with children now. Yeah, and I think you just got to look back and think, you know, let it go.
2: Just one of them things, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is. It,
0: it is. is.
2: Can I read out an email we've just had? Yeah. I've just looked at. Um, I don't know if this is great or not but the title of it has piqued my interest, and the title of it is Nutjob Astronomer and Drunk yeah. Pet Elk. Yeah, Have you read this one, See, have you?
1: No, I haven't, but I saw the title, and I've noticed that some cunters are very clever now, titling their emails it's in such They get it under the wire, I They know I think. us so well.
2: Yeah. Do you- <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> they know <laughs> well, how to get Well, it's worked on this interest. occasion. It's
2: from Rosie Tilbrook. Let's have a look. It's not too long. She says, I'd like to bring your attention to the absolutely fucking insane 16th century Danish astronomer and nobleman... Uh, Taichou Brahe, she says, pronounce however the fuck you want. No one really knows, so I'll I'll call it Taichou Brahe. He was fucking good at his job and discovered a bunch of really important space shit. But more importantly, he was also a complete nutcase. Here's some facts. Fact one, Tycho's best friend was a psychic dwarf named Jeppe, who would sit under the table at meals and occasionally get a scrap of food chucked at him. Mostly, though, he would just incessantly chat bullshit about the future whilst Tycho was having his tea. Sounds a bit mm-hmm. like that fella who predicted stuff at the start of every year. Yeah. And we go back to. I think we should go back to him at some point because I bet he didn't see C-B's this fucking coming.
1: He hasn't given us a heads up on any of this no, as far as I can did remember. He?
2: No. Anyway, back to Taicho. Two. When Taicho was 20 years old, he had a massive row with his cousin about who was better at maths, as you do. So obviously, to settle it, they had a sword duel in the pitch black, as you do. As a result, Taicho had half his nose sliced off and had to wear a fake brass nose for the rest of his life. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. And although if he was feeling fancy, he would stick on a gold or silver one. Oh, so his brass nose was just for everyday business. And if he was going somewhere nice, he'd put the silver or the gold one on. Yeah. Um, Taicho also had a pet elk, which would go to all of his parties and get absolutely shit-faced. Sadly, the Elkabit had an untimely demise at one of these parties when he drank too much beer and fell down the stairs in Taicho's castle. Oh, he had a castle as well. Although he was a nobleman, so, you know, mm. castle comes with that, I guess.
1: Uh, final fact. But the staircases in castles are a nightmare to fall down. They made it, a spiral as they're made of stone. Yeah, and yeah. they made of stone, so you're fucked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taicho's death was also fucking stupid. He was at dinner with the king of Hungary and drank too much. It's a recurring theme, isn't it? But didn't go for a wee because it was considered rude to get up before the king. He stayed Mm. put and held it in for so long that he got a bladder infection and died.
1: (laughs) That's a shit way to die, isn't it? It is. If you've led that kind of like high octane life of misadventure. With the dwarf
2: and the elk. And then then you just. What did he
1: die of? Or was it something crazy? No, he just got a fucking urine infection. infection.
2: Uh, she says I could go on, but to be honest, this email is already quite long, and I know how you hate long emails. Yeah, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for keeping my boyfriend and I sane while the world is imploding. Keep it, cunty, Rosie? There we are. So that
1: thanks, was, Rosie. That's that good. Was a good. Thanks
2: one. for drawing him to our attention. Yeah, uh, I mean, I... don't don't just send in stories about your own lives. Ah. Send us in stories about people from you know real life. Yeah. Have you got in any the past and history hunters. Stuff. Honorary.
1: Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it when you get a um, uh, an honour after your death? Posthumous. Posthumous, yeah. We will call it a, the Posthumous counter Club.
2: We right? will. We will.
1: And there we will is. collect a list of them. Uh, send us in your nominations for the <clears throat> Posthumous Cunter Club, people who you think are, are no longer with us uh, from history who would have made top hunters and that fella's one of them.
0: Jalapeno. What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Jalapeño. Talking of death,
1: just one quick email. Not quite sure if this is the mailbag episode or not. Doesn't really matter. But there is one that I really liked this week from Gary Percival. All right, guys, when we were in school, my mate Scott Lavelle told us that his girlfriend, who none of us knew or had ever seen, was dying. A few days later, Scott, a 14-year-old child, had to make the decision to switch off her ventilators. And not her parents. It was him, Scott. (laughs) 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 So 14-year-old kid's going... Hey uh, lads, uh, sorry if I'm a bit down at the moment, you know, in the playground and that. It's only because my girlfriend's dying. What? Your girlfriend? You've never mentioned a girlfriend. Oh yeah, I've got a girlfriend. We're really serious. But Thing is, we've though. never met her. You've never mentioned her. No, no, I've been going out for Fraser. I just kept it low key. Anyway, it's not relevant anymore because she's dying. Oh no. Next day he comes in and goes, It's really tough. I had to make the, the doctors came to me.
2: <laughs> I said, Listen, mate. Dearest dearest. You're her
1: boyfriend. You're her boyfriend, and legally, although her parents (laughs) want to be the ones who decide, and her parents really strongly think that we should leave the ventilator on because she's still got a small
2: print legally.
1: Ultimately, legally, you're her boyfriend. I believe that you've um, given her a love bite. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I have. I gave her a love bite um, on the crazy golf course up the park. Yeah, well. That makes it legally binding then. So you are the man who has to decide, do we leave the ventilator on or switch off? Joe mm. you know what? I think switch off, put her, out, put her out of her misery. Yeah. Okay then, Scott Lavelle. Her parents are going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah, well, it's my legal sorry. right to make this yeah. decision, not theirs, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen to this though, just to make Scott Lavelle even more of a legend. When one of my pals asked him about it, right, he wanted to fight him but would only do so on a patch of grass in case he bumped his head on the ground.
2: Oh, (laughs) man. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Right? Stop talking about my dead girlfriend, right? Right, I'm going to fight you. No, not here. Obviously not here. I could bump my head on the ground, over on that patch of grass (laughs) where it's softer. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, it goes, he says, till this day, he still claims it's true. Well, Gary Percival, how old are you and Scott Lavelle now? I'm fascinated to know. You're saying to this day, mm. this man presumably now is an adult and he still claims that at if, 14 he was given the choice to turn his girlfriend. he's still in, he's still in your life on. as
2: well, Gary. Which maybe, you know... Amazing. Suggests something about your choice of friends. Mm. Um, it's like, it's, it's an upgrade on that thing of, you know, I've got a girlfriend but you don't know because she goes to another yeah. school. This is yeah. like, I've got a girlfriend but you don't know her because I just switched off a life support machine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can we meet her? It sounds like a lie that you've sort of lied you have doubled down to get out of. Yeah, yeah. It's so like, I've got a girlfriend. She's really fit. When are we going to meet her? Soon. We said yeah. meet a girlfriend. Can we meet her this weekend? No. Uh, is she going to be at your birthday party? No. But you said she was your girlfriend. Why won't she be there? Because uh, she's dead. Yeah, she died yesterday, actually. So, unfortunately, she won't be able to make it. But the good news is, I'm back on the market. <laughs> But, yeah, that's a good one. Have we um, got any?
2: Um, have we got any um, Earth tournament updates at all over the weekend?
1: Oh my god! I tell you what. Well, you've seen, and I'll I, I tell you what I'll do. I'll try and do a newsletter this week. Um, you've seen that the uh, new the, the mascot, Panjit, peaceful guy. I
2: was surprised. Has, yeah, quite minimalist. We had
1: we had a couple of kind of sending their own quite elaborate renditions, mm-hmm. which I'm very grateful for. But then. Len unveiled the official one. The official and one it wasn't out, what you or I were expecting, No, was not it? at
2: all. Not at all. But, uh, but very striking.
1: It, very I striking. Think. Um yeah. Will it be appearing on some merchandise? Well, Len certainly <laughs> hopes it will be because he thinks that there's a money-making opportunity. <laughs> I'll post it. I might stick it on a T-shirt. Um, the other news is England are through, although I'm not sure if they played their third game yet. And also on Sunday it was announced that um, it was announced on sunday who where next year's earth tournament would be <gasps> right now there Can is you give us multiple choice i've got have got a, unfortunately i'm not going to start I can't, I can't remember some things but i was i should have written this down but basically len told me who the equivalent of fifa was in in big galaxy right yeah. and there is a footballing body
0: yeah
1: and um That's there's a head of this body now the head of the body is from brazil and i can't fucking remember his name it's really frustrating but i will i will update you on it right but he <laughs> he <laughs> consults with the other sort of his consigliaries and they literally just decide you don't get to enter they just decide on a country they then just they... have a chat
2: about where they fancy having it next yeah. year and then
1: they <laughs> ring the prime minister of yeah. that country right Tell They get straight to... and they go guess what dickhead <laughs> <laughs> this is your lucky day you you've got one year off. to get ready right <laughs> i said to them what if they're not what if they haven't got a season because they've got a year to build them get building that's the message <laughs> that they get Get building because next year we're all going to say that. Anyway, it's Croatia. excited oh, right, about okay. I went to Croatia a couple of years ago, and it's a beautiful place. So I think mm. it actually would be a fantastic choice for this football we tournament.
2: Might see if we can get across to that then, maybe.
1: Yeah, we should <laughs> because also we can do some <laughs> island hopping while we're there. There's beautiful <laughs> islands all off the coast. So. Um, I and think got- though
2: there's there's genius in this because if FIFA actually did it like this and just rang up Sweden and went, right, it's on yeah. at your place next year, what's Sweden ready. gonna do? Say no. They can't, can they? Because the yeah. eyes right. of the world are on them.
1: What you'd and- say is you'd say, Listen, right, we're coming, like it or <laughs> yeah. not, you can't stop us coming.
2: Yeah. We're football, we we're bigger just, than
1: life. If we if we have to just go down to some of your shitty little wrecks and play there, we will. Yeah, but it's all going to be It's going to make filmed. you look
2: like cunts, so, isn't it? So the world's press can
1: say that, and you're going to look like a fucking third-rate budget fucking country, mate. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then no one's ever going to want to go on holiday there, and your whole fucking global reputation will plummet, <laughs> and you'll go broke because your tourism industry will just go down the toilet. Right. So in, I know a year isn't enough. Stop crying. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. A year is a very short notice, but you should focus your efforts. Now get all the stadiums ready, get all your infrastructure ready, build a new fucking stadium if you have to be, if you have to, because we're fucking coming.
2: You're already wasting time by having this conversation with me. You should yeah. have hung up and got on with it now. You, you should be on the it.
1: phone to your best contractors yeah. saying, right, knock a fucking stadium up pronto. <laughs> Croatia. So that's why it's up. It'll, it'll be at Croatia next year. So that's okay. my main update. But although... Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I know you saw it. I don't know how many of you listeners tuned in, let's say to Lenny's Twitter uh Oh, it was Q&A, fantastic. But there was some fucking good stuff on there, wasn't there? There um, was. I've I I got kept quickly the got time to go
2: through some of the best ones. I just scroll back. Just talk amongst There was a clear top 3
1: it. that I think you and I both agreed on. Yeah, there was. And I think someone else as well. I'm just
2: quickly scrolling back. Oh yeah, I'm here. Um, let me see ah oh, there's a question uh, Chris Gibbons said can you give us any Warrior updates which of course was the TV show that oh, we were yeah. watching last last year yeah. Will England be watching in between games and Len said they are watching it at the motel they are on series 5
1: yeah but he so, didn't give any plot updates no I did. I, updates. I, pre- I pressed him on my, on the whole he sat with me at the laptop on the whole <clears> <throat> I just let him read the question and then dictate his answer and I wrote down verbatim only on a couple of occasions did I sort of try and prompt him with an extra, like, something. I said, yeah, but can you, tell them, can, you, can you tell them anything about the plot? Mm. And he was very strict in it. He was like, yeah. no. And he wouldn't I, explain why no, he just said no. <laughs>
2: here's, here's some more. Uh, 90s Cricket Pod said, uh, what Indian creatures are going to be used for pranks in the England camp? Mm. And Len replied, Mark Makepeace has made a really detailed wax snake. And he's going to put it in Spencer Whitehouse's bed.
1: Well, I hope Spencer Whitehouse wasn't looking at this Twitter Q&A or it had blown yeah. the whole prank. Yeah. Um, A wax snake who is, is something I've never thought of before.
2: Ian Norcliffe says, Who is Britain's Prime Minister in the letterverse? To which Len, I assume, promptly just replied, Carl Stevens."
1: Yeah, it was prompt. <laughs> and that is my number one favourite answer. Because first of all, it's a brilliant name for a prime minister, right? <laughs> Carl, Carl Stevens here, <laughs> prime minister. The Carl Stevens. Here's my card. Here's my business card. It just says on it, <laughs> Carl Stevens, prime minister. I got, I got it off uh, Moo.com. Fucking great, right? If Thirty quid for fifty cards, and that's in the thick card as well. That is good. I got them. as soon as I got made prime minister. I got them made up.
2: If you want to get in touch with me, I've got email. It's uh, hello at carlstevens.com. <laughs> Carlstevenspn.com.
1: <laughs> so, Another if you've got any questions many... about the country, then uh, just get in touch. Feel free to reach out, as the Americans say.
2: Uh, That's brilliant. I've only just noticed this one as well. I didn't notice this the other day. Jack Ford says, What are the key tactical developments we'll see at this year's tournament? Oh, yeah. And Len says, USA are playing only on the wings. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the team is wingers.
1: They just selected eleven <laughs> wingers, or a goalie and ten wingers, and that's yeah, their I system. that I and mean, it makes sense
0: because <laughs> wingers,
1: yeah. wingers are the best, aren't they? Of course it's they are. The best, yeah, best thing. You get mostly wingers. Best don't position you, yeah. in football is a winger. Just play right? it full of wingers. So why not? Why not fill your whole fucking team with the cants?
2: Of course, they're not all going to be on the wing at the same time. I assume no. that some of them will come in and stop doing winging when they're in the middle. Yeah.
1: Well, one of them will have to run in the middle because if not, the wingers will be running down putting but the crossing there'll we know one there. Just turns at doing the but winging, better, can't they? Because the winger's is always the most skillful player anyway, so yeah. he'll, he'll have no trouble finishing Fucking when you genius. send the crossing. Yeah. Uh,
2: Jim Lambert says, Len, which team has the best kit? Len says Austria has the best kit, red and white. Design is too hard to explain. I'm not going to explain it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, mate.
2: <laughs> TTFS, you, know
1: re- you fucking do it. <laughs> this reminds me of, um, you know, like when you'd watch Swap Shop or Saturday Superstore and a band yeah. had come on yeah. and they'd go, right, the viewers are just going to ring up and ask you questions and it'd be like Adam Ant or something. You'd go, yeah, all right. And then they'd ring up and go, oh, we got, we've got J- J- James from um, Nottingham on the line. James, what would you like to ask? And if Adam Ant just did it in the style of Len, what's your favourite outfit? It's a jacket I've got. What, brown. What, what's it look like? It's brown, but it's too complicated. I'm not going to explain it. Next. Who's the next caller?
2: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, Adam Cousins says, uh, all right, Len, is Panjit a peaceful guy at every match? And also, what does this year's cup look like? Uh, Len says, Panjit is it every match, apart from days when there are two matches on at the same time. He has his own plane. Um, the cup is too... Me- <laughs> This cup is two metres tall, in a normal cup shape, made of metal. It's the same every year. (laughs) Made of metal. Metal cup. And here
1: it is, the grand metal (laughs) cap, awarded to every tournament winner.
2: Do you remember last year when England's goalkeeper got um, diarrhoea?
1: Yeah, very well.
2: Well, question about that from uh, migraine boy. Will England be camping again this year? I mean, we already know they're not. Does Len think that camping may have contributed to the bad diarrhoea case to the goalie last year? Mm-hmm. Len says, no, they're staying in a five-star motel called Sunny House in Bengal, which we've, we've discussed yeah. previously. And to the diarrhoea thing, he says, I don't think he got diarrhoea because of camping. He just got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just happens, and there's no rhyme or reason you can't beat yourself up uh, over it. You can't say, if only I'd done this, if only I hadn't done that. If you're going to get it, you're just going to get it. Right? And you just got to get through it. You just get get over it. Mate. it. And this too shall pass.
2: Just, <laughs> just take some fucking emotive, sit it out. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a little bit of insight in Len's, let's say, a business mind here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Manning says, what are attendances like? Our ticket price is sensible. Len says, average attendance is 80,000 every match. Tickets are 80 quid for adults, 50 quid for kids. It is expensive, but it is a national tournament.
1: <laughs> You're paying a premium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I admit it, it's not cheap, but, you know, this is a premium for the very best quality entertainment you can get. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: oh, and uh, a bit more about the diet and possible diarrhoea worries. Um... Where is it? Yeah, Uh, Ryan Goodliffe says, Len, is it a similar diet to the last Earth Tournament? It would be a smart move to avoid the dreaded deli belly and progress further in the tournament. Uh, Len replies, Geoffrey Skate has got them mostly on salads this year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can imagine Skate saying to Monty, hey, Monty, right, listen, re this year's diet on the camp. Last year, I don't know, they got too into it. It was chips and beans every night, wasn't it? I just want to get on. The, what's it called? Ah, oh, forget the name. Where you just chop up all your vegetables and stick them in a fucking bowl with some vinegar on. What what do they call that? The Italians are always at it. Oh, you're talking about salad, boss. That's it. That salad. Right. Get a bunch of them every night. It's fucking safer. Last thing I need is more than getting the shits like last
0: time.
2: Um how are the tabloids behaving around the England camp? Are there any mouth-breathing journals causing it? Uh, it says Paul Paul Ruencast. Uh There is a football paper called Goal Mania, according to Len. Mm. It's really good, and it does all the coverage. There you go. Yeah. All you need is Goalmania.
1: I think Len bristled at that, because as the son of a noted journalist, he found yeah. that, that... He didn't know that we Took often that parody slight. the lower mm. end of the gutter press on the podcast... Mm. He just is like, was quite protective of the idea of the journalistic profession there. And he was just like, yes. listen, mate, there's one fucking magazine. It's really good. Stop sniping. Do yourself yeah. over. You might actually learn something.
2: It's got all the facts in, yeah. What else do you yeah. need? Don't go anywhere yeah. else. And finally, Simon Price says, any more morale boosting antics from Monty Moore's? Uh, Len says, Monty Moors doesn't feel like any pranks or activities this year. Mm. They are being more serious. So that's yeah. good.
1: I think Hopefully. I think like we talked before, it's tiny margins. England. It was a. It let's be honest, right? Last summer was nothing short of magical, right? Yeah. Yeah, it did end ultimately in defeat, and that was a shame. But yeah. the journey to the final, I think England surpassed all of our expectations. Yeah. And I think it really brought the whole country together, didn't it? At mm. a time where last summer was a tough time, I think it was running parallel to the Tory leadership race. Um, yeah. It was it was tough, right? The, and and I felt that Earth tournament really brought us all together. And uh, but ultimately we lost to complete underdogs Morocco in the final. And so I think, like you said the other day, there's tiny margins. He's looking; he's got yeah. more or less the same team as last year, right? Jeffrey Skate, it's and he's thinking months How can I get just Yeah, that extra one percent out of all yeah. of them that will get us over the line. So he's thinking this time we staying in the hotel. I'm getting them all on the salad, and I'm going to well, tell folks. Monty. No more dicking around, right? No more fucking bears, right? Yeah, <laughs> and all of that shit, right? Let's just fucking let's be a bit more professional this yeah. time round, right? So let's yeah. see how that works out. Well, we'll
2: see, we'll see, yeah. because it's a long yeah. tournament, you know, right. things could change.
1: Uh, I did get an email. Sorry, go. I got an email from my mate Richie. Uh, shout out to Richie, who is the proprietor of the Camden Coffee Company, who are set up there in Camden. Oh, is that Richie you we met?
2: After the Lumen yes, show,
1: he came, yeah. he came to the gig. Hi, Richie. And, I, and I, he was the one who I was talking about last week who had a little dig about Earth Tournament, said that he'd oh, got. Ah, came on. So All he right. heard the podcast and he got in touch with me to clarify Ooh. his thinking.
2: Okay.
1: And apologise, but also say, fuck's sake. And I put. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, Sam. <laughs> right, fair
0: enough.
1: Um. Anyway, just want to clarify that, so that you've named give, him as well. He, 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 he didn't <laughs> give up on the podcast, right? I've named him for a reason, because yeah. he didn't give up on the podcast. He's hardcore hunter mm-hmm. and um he converted loads of people in Camden who helped him out in his mm. project, which is, you know, a sort of it's a coffee company but it, it contributes to like, you know, people in vulnerable positions up there in Camden, of whom right. there are many yeah right so he's got it's a big social conscience and but not only that if you go as i've said before in the newsletter if you can find the camden coffee company Mm -hmm. right when you're up there which is a Mm -hmm. richie store it's painted in west ham colors it's got an ifs slogan on the side of it right? right and if you go up and identify yourself as a top flight time machine listener you get a free coffee,
2: and how do you do that? You tap the nose and say "IFS." Is it as simple as Something
1: that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, it might not be free; it might just be discounted. I can't remember. Yeah, I be free, very free, careful it. there. But anyway, the point is, is that uh, Richie's clarified his position on that.
2: And is he still operational during this pandemic?
1: I don't know about that. Actually, oh, all right, then go go up there, take a chance. I'm <laughs>
2: <laughs> looking around a chance, Camden. Just
1: go up there. Um, I watched the Maradona uh, film at last. I mean, yeah. you know, it came out ages ago and just got around to watching it. Obviously, I loved it. Um, it segued well with um, me watching all these World Cup films that I've been going through because I'm on mm-hmm. the 86 one at the moment, which, by the way, I mean, each one, I keep thinking this is the best one. And then you can see the next one. This one, of course, has got Michael Caine. And yeah. um, I, last night, I wa- I'm watching it mainly in portions. I haven't managed to sit through it one from beginning to end. But last night, I saw it when remember Denmark, Danish Dynamite. Loudrup and Elkia. Yeah, and 86. They, fucking hell, yeah. yeah. I was watching that bit last night. It was bloody brilliant. That was their anyway, first tournament,
2: their first appearance in the World Cup as well.
1: It was, yeah. And they went yeah. into it as like one of the favourites, even because they'd qualified in such style. Even though they'd never been in a tournament before, the bookies had them amongst like the top three or four favourites. So it wasn't yeah. like they were complete dart horses. They'd won every single game in their qualifiers. But it was... Uh, they absolutely mullered Uruguay and everyone said, right, fucking Laudrup's the best player in the tournament, they're going to win. And then the very next game, they got fucking thrashed by Spain, 5-1. Yeah. Anyway, uh, aside from that, football bollocks, when I was watching the Maradona thing, there's a bit, I think it might have been where he scores the wonder goal against England and they have the Argentinian commentary and the Argentinian, and obviously there's subtitles and it, as he scores and goes off to celebrate, the commentary says... Dear God, long live football! And then it says, <laughs> "A cosmic kite." What planet did he come from?
2: <laughs> Fucking hell!
1: And I think that is my favourite bit of football commentary ever. Dear God, long live football is just great, isn't it? Because yeah, you wouldn't get that from. John I know Martin. me and you aren't that keen on football, obviously because nah. it's a stupid child's game. Yeah. But it's it, football's got a lot better in lockdown because they press pause on the whole Premier League. And the fucking nonstop mm-hmm. nonsense surrounding that, and we've all kind of reflected on our favourite football nostalgia and the great m- life f- fucking formative yeah. moments of the past and the great World Cups. And I've been immersed so much in that I've sort of rediscovered my love of football. So when he said, "Dear God, long live football," I thought to myself, "Yeah, fucking right, mate. Dear God, long live football." Yeah, and also a cosmic kite. What planet did he come from? Is just a beautiful. Sort of top-like, time-machine-tinged bit of commentary, that, isn't it?
2: It is, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like you're given the choice between listening to this week's top 40 singles or delving into the entire back catalogue of all music forever. What are you going to do? You're going to delve, exactly. aren't
1: you? That's what it is. So in a way, it's like, well, should... I don't miss football, but I love no. football more than ever. Yeah. See what I mean? Because don't miss the, the season, yeah. but I love the opportunity it's brought for me to look at all the other football
2: and when it does come back it's probably going to be behind closed doors as well so that's going to be mad
1: it's going to be fucking weird isn't it uh,
2: looking forward though okay I think that's it for this one Um, boy, that's been a long one it's been a long one 42 minutes
1: ah well it that? makes up for the fact that we've been gone for a few days
2: yeah so stop fucking whining um, back tomorrow with uh, uh if you IFS it'll be Snow White yeah. And then Thursday, new Melchester if you're IFS. Stinking old Melchester if you're not. Mm. And then whatever on Friday.
1: Friday, All the same old barrel of shit.
2: Same old bollocks. Get your email sent in. Send us some um, historical uh, posthumous cunters if you want to. Um, that's about it. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Take TFN. See yeah, Keep it county, gang.